Hello and welcome to another edition of the Strip Till Farmer Podcast, brought to you by Montag Manufacturing. Noah Newman here, technology editor for Strip Till Farmer. And in today's episode of the podcast, we bring you part two of a conversation between three experienced strip tillers and one farmer considering making the switch to strip till. Nate Levan, Pat Stansberry, Kendall Kane, and Luke Dieters join Michaela Pauchner, managing editor, for dinner at the 2022 National Strip Tillage Conference to talk about what to consider when switching to strip till and more. Let's pick the conversation back up, starting once again with everyone's introductions. My name's uh, Nate Levan. I have been strip tilling since 2016, so let's see, seven years. I have uh, the fortune of uh, getting to see a lot of acres because I, I work for the seed industry too. So I get to see a lot of guys that have tried a lot of different things, ask a lot of questions. So that's, that's a nice part of it. I'm in the north central Iowa, up by Stacyville, Stacyville, Iowa. So farm with my brothers. Um, we do still some conventional till, still some no-till, a little bit of everything. We've tried cover crops. We've tried corn on corn. We use uh, Don Pluribus uh, strip tiller and apply uh, a suspension fertilizer. Um, I'm Pat Stansbury from Sheldon, North Dakota. It's an hour southwest of Fargo. I kind of farm the beaches of Lake Agassiz. Um, come up the hill and that's where we're at. Sandy ground, there is some heavier ground, by and large flat. Um, Started strip tilling in 15, 2015. Uh, I run a Case 5310 strip tiller with Case Air Cart as well. I farm about 1,800 acres of, depends on how high the, how high the water is on any given year. Uh, we, that's one thing we do fight is high water. We run corn and soybeans and uh, I, for the first time since 2011, I planted wheat this year. So gonna see how that goes. Hopefully get a cover crop on that after we get that off. Probably going to be around Labor Day weekend, the way it's looking, maybe last week in August. You want to get more into the cover crop side of things, have tried different versions with, you know, flying it on and blowing it on with a different ways, but there's so many ways to do it. He was asking about, like, he does incorporation of, like, a, a sure start, which is mm, year 15. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. those are, you maybe have to choose different ones that are more water-soluble. Some products are a little less sensitive to rain. Some yeah. products have a little bit more residual. I mean, depending on when you apply it. I really liked uh, like Zidua with my burn down because it doesn't have like the clay and oils and some of the the duels or the, you know, those types of high volume products. It seems like you get a better, less antagonism maybe with, you know, something like a Zidua. But other than that, my, my posts are kind of the like same. Authority products for, you know. Authority, you know, that, it, yeah, I don't really like skimping on furt or chemical yeah. because never was, controlled about dead weeds. Yes, <laughs> that's that's all I want. I want I want my fertilizer there or my fertility there for the year. No weeds and no weeds. Oh. I'll figure out a way to cheap make it cheaper if I have to, mm-hmm. you know, to make it pencil at the price. I mean, but because if you got weeds, it's a train wreck at the end. If you don't have the furt out there, it's a train wreck at the end. I mean, those are the two things that I have control over. I don't have control over the rain. Mm-hmm. You know, two things. It's like, all right, it sucks, but okay. Go pick that stuff up, pull up, and put it out there. But I, I, I was just curious. How are you killing your rye? What are you using? Roundup, sharpen? Are you putting any sharpen in? I I just put a small. We tried tried to get sequence this year because that was like you know glyphosate was tight. I thought, oh, got my jewel in there. I yeah, we had Halix. We ended up with Halix instead of like. I, I, I think yeah. straight Roundup was, is my best one. Just straight yeah. Roundup. Most time, Roundup three this year. If, I, if I put anything residual, it's residual. You know, it has a little bit of a pre, yeah. but 
if I get like that stuff, that gnarly stuff that you're going into, I'm going to wait and mat that down. And then well, I rolled it, then I, that, I rolled it with the <laughs> roller and then uh, I sprayed it. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I just put Roundup under. I'm like, yeah, I, I, why put a lay by it? You know, because it, it's just going to sit there. It's not going to get in the soil. It's not going to get in the yeah, soil. It's like, well, okay, deep. we'll just. Yeah. And then yeah, I think it was, cause yeah. I, I, that was basically an afterthought. It was a plant green thing. I'm like, We'll go try it. I didn't put any fertilizer down. It was wet. Well, it was a cover crop. The whole quarter was a cover crop the year mm-hmm. before because it was wet. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, yeah, we'll go try it. Mm-hmm. And no fer- no fertilizer. I sprayed it once with Roundup, a pretty hefty dose, but that was it mm-hmm. for the whole year. Nothing post. So Nothing. Well, oh, well, after I planted the beans, I hit it with Roundup. Yeah. After I rolled it. But mm-hmm. then after that, I think I had to ring it. That's mm. not bad. And other than that, it was. That's. Then I was stupid and I combined, dad rolled this way, I combined this way, oh. and that was, yeah, the, 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 the slip clitch wasn't exactly my friend at that point. So then we had to be a little bit more careful about where oh, we go. Oh, buddy, why do you I just go? <laughs> no, it was, it got up and it just went, whoop, and we're done. Okay, well, all right, well, plan B. But that was the only trouble I had with it. I mean, there were 35 bushel beads of like, I didn't have a lot into it. Yeah. And it was just kind of a, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. That's one of those, was it a mistake or was it a really good option that you did? Well, I don't know. When I was going out there and you're, you're driving along, the only thing holding you up is the rye. Because be, there's one spot there, the rye drowned out when I was turning and all of a sudden the planter was up and then it wasn't anymore. And so we just... That uh, that has been one thing that I've gotten comments on is harvest. Once you start like doing less tillage, you'll float bigger, well, bigger big parts, combines. Yeah. And you won't even worry about it. Like you'll go through those parts that you're like, Hmm. We've always put tracks here, and you'll be like, "Oh, well, right on the top." If you when you're spraying, well, you might not have to deal with it, but I have to deal with water. Yep. It, it it's your fight or flight thing. You're hauling the mail. You know you're on a track, and you know it was and a, a foot of water in front of you, and you're like, "Well, here we go." You just go. It's scary to begin with. No, you don't put when you turn the wheel. That's when you're SOL. Yeah. Because <laughs> as soon as you turn the wheel, it's like, "Well, we're done." <laughs> but if you hold her straight and just let her buck, stay on that same track, is it the best? No. But <laughs> what do you do in some of those yeah. situations? I mean, you plan it through it, and you know you strip over here. As soon as, as, soon as you turn to right, there's nothing for eight inches. Yeah. But yeah. when you're on that planter track, the tractor, <laughs> the strip tiller, it's just, Yeah, you get into a strip, it's going to be, oh, bottom of the strip right yep, now. you find it real quick. <laughs> Here's the thing about taking our sprinkler track closer and closing some of our sprayer tracks up. Ah. <laughs> so I was move over 15 inches. So you it, just, it just kind of, it kind of takes. Same thing. Yeah, yeah our I'm, planter, it's all 40 foot. And our sprayer is 120. I might run out there with a sulfur, you know, vertical tillage of sorts. Huh? And just kind of, if I got some really nasty ones, yeah. go and kind of rough them up a little bit. And then when I was still strip tilling beans, I'd just move over 15 inches from the previous year's corn row, strip down the middle. I'd pin my whippers up sometimes to do in the corn stalks, yep. or I'd hit it with a vertical tillage, and then I could strip till the beans in the corn and not have any problem. Yep. Otherwise, it turns into a dump rake real quick. And you could definitely tell when you hit the, the bottom of the sprayer ruts, but you go back there with a tile spade and dig where your, where your strip is, yeah. and you got through the compaction layer most times yeah. if you leave it at 8 inches. But well, now the with the is just going to be as deep as you made the strip. So. Yeah. <laughs> but now with the air drill, it's it might be a little different. I might have to change things because no tilling the beans in.
Yeah, I'll just plant at an yeah. angle. That'll be fine. But I just that's what you know. we do with our veins. Typically, we're yeah. going on an angle. Mm -hmm. But I just put that compaction in that area. I know it's going to affect yield, but yeah. it's, it's that's the hard part is trying to figure out what you know. Every spring you show up. Okay, how wet is it? <laughs> no, okay, all right, we can go do this. Okay, <laughs> let's let's go. You got a different problem. I know, I know. Okay. It's been a while, but do you still kind of worry about like a burn down, or what do you? What are your big problem weeds? I guess. I was telling the other day we've been struggling a little bit with killing some of the pig weeds. Sure. You know, with we actually sprayed some with Liberty that are already coming back. And I think, I mean, talking to him, we we put a, an RO system in a year ago, an RO, and I got my samples here, but our pH in that is 5.28. Otherwise, it's 7, 7.8. I was going to say, usually you want a little acid and glyphs it anyways, don't you? Yeah, I mean, but he thinks, I was talking to him here, he thinks that we're probably getting our pH too low by adding AMS to that yet with the liberty. Uh, so it's like a 4.5 or yeah, a 4.5. Yeah, he thinks that we're burning it too hard and it's not actually killing It's not mm. getting down to the plant. Now I feel real stupid because what's RO? It's a reverse osmosis. Well, my next question is, is maybe we're going to sound even worse. See, all I do is I take a two-inch trash pump down to a slough, and I oh, pump yeah. water in the water truck. Well, you don't got the problem with it. Okay. Uh, that's because you guys are talking about doing water stuff, and I'm like, I, and then I put the AMS in, and I get really good control with Liberty and Enlist. Is that a soft water thing? Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm at 303 hardens. I have That's what the hardens he, he, he has a lot of he has a lot of stuff that's going to chelate the glyphosate and it's going to mm. take it out of suspension. My chlorides are 60. My pH is 7.28. So I'm just loaded. My sodium. This is a problem I never had to worry about before. You don't yeah. probably with your. And so here is my RO water. My hardness is down to 16. <laughs> so that takes. It's going to lather up real nice. Yeah. And my. <laughs> pH is 5.58 and my chloride is 2.5 from 60. So it just mm -hmm. changes. So we've run, we've done quite a bit of testing with running glyphosate on our burn down on our cover crop. So we normally do 32 ounces. And we took it the first year, we went 32, 28, and 24. You couldn't see any difference. On, on just straight right. Yeah, yep. it just killed it all. So this year, we did from 32 down to 6. And just, you know, had strips, you know. Yeah. And 22, it was still gold. No kidding. But from there on, it started getting... We went right back over it because we didn't... You don't want the train wreck I had? So it was... Yeah, so we're down to spraying 24 on everything on our lives. Does that have a burn down on... Well, granted, it wasn't rye, but just the, well, this year, I was, yeah, 22 ounces of Roundup was basically where I, that's even in the corn burn down with the corn chemicals. So your water, I think your water's doing, you see. But yeah, and then the Liberty, it's three, three um, pounds of AMS, spray or you know, sprayable AMS. Um, I do 32 ounces of, because my thing is, is mare's tail. I hate that damn oh, thing. Oh, yeah. That was the biggest thing everybody asked, well, what was your biggest weed you had to worry about when you changed? Mare's tail, that 
It grows everywhere. And it goes in the fall. And, oh. the fall. Yeah. and I don't have the time to fly around with the sprayer to fall. I know I should. And they tell you, like, 240 air in the fall is, like, a perfect way to get ahead of it. I know. Who has the time? Yeah. <laughs> and the co-op has all their guys in the damn deep banders. No, it's they've, like, been, they've been winterized already. Yeah, I that's... Mean, unless they're spraying yeah. army worms like they were last year. All those sprayers Oh, yeah, now that's right. Well, maybe. I don't know. I mean, but they have to swim to live in our neck of the woods. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's, I hate that weed, but I, I was out last week and, well, had some pig weed and, oh, what else, lamb's quarters, a couple other things that escapes this tall. It's like, uh, it's 90 degrees, high humidity, liberty, yeah. enlist. Next day, scorched earth. If that stuff could have corkscrewed into the ground, it would have. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, now I feel happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Die, we die. That's all I was. It's a $19,500 tote. Of, yeah. Uh, that's what it is. I know. I'll get the bill. I, I think it's actually at my house. <laughs> to the penny. And they don't even use gasoline like either, so that's the worst part. So, yeah, I don't, I don't like it, but like I said, it, it, I've heard of guys having issues with using the generics. I know some guys do, and they get it, 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 everything works out. But then what happens when it doesn't? And yes, a lot of companies will come by and, you know, they'll make it right. But at the same point, I don't want to do it twice. I don't have the damn time. Mm -hmm. So I just, I like the Liberty and I like the Enlist one. They mesh well together as long as you got your your anti-foamer. And I mean, yeah, if you really want to get really, really nasty on some weeds. I did some PP ground. I threw in Roundup with the Liberty and Enlist. It wasn't very much, but I was rinsing out and going to a different one. But. That was scorched earth too. That was great. There wasn't anything alive when it was done. So water hemp and everything just down. Probably the next best thing is who's your dealer support? Because yeah. you're gonna want dealer support. So for me, there's no dealer support. I, I got mine from Carson. Carson's great. Carson Carson Walsterman. Oh yeah, he's my so neighbor. He uh I, I bought the Pluribus units through him. They showed up on a truck at here. He yeah. helped me as best they could, but sure. you know, that was I get I get just as much support from Carson as I do Joe Bassett, yeah. which Joe is great. I mean, that's a small yep. line company. Um, I could have gone down the street and talked about a gladiator. I mean, there's not really a lot of deer strip tills around. I mean, yep. ETS is great. Yeah. I, 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 I love the, the you know the warrior. I mean, I like the whole premise, the whole setup, the everything about it. Yep. But when you're first getting into it, you don't know what the heck you're going to yeah. have at the end of that. You know, and like when. I got into it five years ago. They didn't have deals with dealerships or seven mm -hmm. years ago, technically now, you know, they didn't have, it was just kind of the main area. Yeah. I mean, Kevin mm -hmm. showed up and when the, for the guy that I worked for, he put it together. And if you know, Kevin at all, Kevin, he's, I like Kevin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he just shows up and bolts stuff together. It tells you how to run it. And then he wanders Why off and goes and puts the, the next one. And yeah, wait, he just, and he can tell you, you know, forwards and backwards in his sleep about the thing. But yeah, but mine was it came down to what I could spend on it as, mm -hmm. you know, and dad was full with tillage. And basically, I bought a strip tiller, it's drove yours. To, <laughs> drove to South Dakota and got it. Well, almost Nebraska, but picked it up, brought it home. And he says, what's that? It's a strip tiller. Oh, I got to go get the air cart in Canada now. So we, <laughs> we went to Canada and got the air cart. What the f we gonna do with this? <laughs> well, we're gonna mesh this to that. There's gonna be some tubes. There's tubes. <laughs> there's gonna be auto steer, and we gotta make sure the versatile, the old 1150, has enough hydraulic horsepower. He wasn't for it, and I just kind of did it because 
I took over his tractor. Yeah, I paid for it. So it's yours. Yeah. Right. Well, I actually went and leased a, another 450 burst style. Well, this is my baby. Yeah. <laughs> it was sketchy for a year or two, but I think it took him, I think maybe a year or two after he said he's like, okay. And now it's standard. It's standard. I mean, we were chisel plow one fall. And the next fall, I'm flying around with a strip tiller, and that's all we do. And it's we, we have a disc for PP ground, but I really hate using the darn thing. So that's why I got the no-till drill. The less I can do, especially with fuel at five bucks, hmm. you know, the less time. Your, your drill is basically a vertical till anyway. Yeah, no it pretty much is. Yeah, 500 pounds. It's got the, uh, the constant downforce on it, so mm -hmm. it's always pushing. You set it five, six, seven hundred pounds. At about 1,000, you lift the whole drill off the ground, but... Mm -hmm. And you just go. Which drill are you on? Uh, I got a PD 500 case eight, precision disc 500. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, that was. So then they should do it. I mean, rip the band aid, just do it. And let's burn a timeout. We have a special message from our sponsor, Montag Manufacturing. Montag Manufacturing has rolled out two new industry first products. Cover Crop Plus is the first metering system dedicated to cover crop seeds, able to accurately meter even the smallest seeds like cover crests. It can be mounted to tillage implements, combines, and self-propelled high clearance machines. Now the second new product is a mammoth size model 2224 with 13 or 16 tons capacity for producers running with larger strip till implements. For more information, visit the Montag website or your Montag dealer. Now let's get back to the conversation. Do you have anybody that's local that can do some custom stuff or you try it? No, nobody does it around us. It's no-till or conventional. My caution with the no-till was is how do you get the fertilizer in the ground? I mean, to, to keep it from volatizing or just washing away. You know, that's my problem. Unless his, his option, yeah. with the planter. Planter, yeah. put a yeah, whole bunch That makes complete sense. Mm -hmm. But then you got the compaction, like I was wondering, you know, what can you do it? alternate methods besides can you do it with cover crops yeah 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 there's i don't know if i was gonna if we're gonna continue with the cover crop thing which we are yeah we're gonna be fertilizing in those so in, in that cover crop yep like we'll dry spread in that cover crop and help you know get that to help mm -hmm. okay cycle or there's been a lot of like gandy boxes on cover crop on vertical cells yeah. i mean yeah. that's kind of like a drill i mean yeah it, they all kind of basically do similar things yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you do it that way. Going back to flexibility, I mean, yeah. Well, when they now they're getting more expensive because everybody knows wants to make a cover crop thing. <laughs> yep. You can go covered. buy a gandy box, twenty four hole gandy yeah. box for yeah. little or nothing, and now it's you know. But oh. yeah, your cover crop you can yeah. put a little mic. That's, that's actually what a, a colleague that was uh, he does seed corn. So they bought like a mox hill. I think he has a John Deere. I can't remember the model, but they just found an old gandy cart, mounted it on the high speed disc, and he has the biggest, fullest cover crops that you'll ever see in the fall gets it gets it in there yeah. gets it on moisture and i think he puts i'm pretty sure he puts his dry fertilizer on before he does that but okay. a lot of ways to skin that cat yep so. yep i don't know neighbor he built an interseeder with a i think he just old air drill row units mm -hmm. bolted them on a frame same thing it's a, just a ground drive gandy box sure mm -hmm. fly them down the road, I mean, as fast simple. as he can go oh. yeah. yeah to put his cover crop down mm -hmm. I mean, it's not it's in a row you know mm -hmm. but 
Yeah, it's in eight, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's a, I always was wondering, you know, like with the Hagies, you know, guys put those on, but then they don't get incorporated with the, you know, some guys that have the side dress bar. Oh, yeah, the that's right. Yeah. But you can blow it down through that, but you don't necessarily incorporate it. What about those old Lilliston uh, cultivators? Oh, like a cultivator? I just, a, well, it's I, just a bunch of S tines, maybe it's a. Kind of yeah. I'm thinking like a rotary hill, put like yeah. four of those things. Yeah, just there. let them just, yeah. just wander along. I mean, it, I mean that'd be another way to incorporate it at a decent speed. Yeah. If you could, that's the other kicker, heg easier. At the yeah. torque, but other than that. Well, if you just drug it behind, I mean, it just, yeah, you're not a, really going to do a whole lot. No. I mean, it just kind of, just it's just there. I don't know. It might be a train wreck and it might work, but. You know, yeah. isn't all isn't what we pretty much all we do is trial and error and take and it off. And the cool part about this is like the more of these you go, if you ask people, be honest with you, I, it's a good part about the conferences is like they're there to all want to get you better. Sure. Yeah. yeah well, that's why I came because it's an open mind just to <laughs> ask and see. And the roundtables are usually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. See, I was pretty thinking of them on the way home. It's like <laughs> son of a. I had the right guy here and I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I want to try it slowly because you can make a lot of mistakes in a hurry if you do it on everything. You know what I mean? Go over there and talk to the guys at uh, JNS and say, mm-hmm. who out here runs a gladiator? Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I do. Okay, yeah. gladiator. Well, I mean, they're interesting. I mean, they're, yeah. that's what I, I would. Gladiator. You do? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like the shank type, yeah. but if I had to incorporate it with a planter, it would have to be like a culture, like the pluribus or something. It can be whatever you want it to be. Like those, those well, things are trying to set it up on the plant with the planter. Do this oh, tripping oh, here, man. One tripper. Oh, like a, uh, yeah. what's what's the rigs of the One tripper. Do? One, yeah, yeah. Tripper. one trippers or. Uh, yeah. You could do that in your soil? Not with a shank, probably. probably. That would be the kicker. I, I, that, yeah. That, yeah. It's, you're dragging a shank in your heavier ground in yep. the spring. Nah. I don't, I don't know. I like doing it ahead because then you got that strip that's black. Well, that, yeah, that, I would think that would be ideal. I just, the contour is going to be hard to keep it on the, because we're on hillsides and curves. So it's like, you, you, you tra- on your well, you'd have to, yeah. And is that possible? Like, does that keep it on there? Oh, yeah, there's a bunch of guys that talked yeah. about it. The first conference I came down to here, there was a guy, he's like, yeah, auto steer. Auto steer. And, yeah. Again, all it takes is money. <laughs> well, keep throwing money at it, hope it goes away, right? Come do some, yeah. <laughs> if you're willing to do a little wrenching on something like that, get yourself a you know used equipment and yeah, buy the nice guidance, but yeah, buy the used. Well, I've got a, I do welding machine shop as a side. That's what so I he do. Can, so he can, he can, yeah, no it's he's like finding fine. the time to do that. You need to you buy know? yourself some red balls. Yeah. That's what you need. Yeah. You can beef those yeah. suckers up, and they'd be they'd be yeah. nice. Trying to find any more of those. Or those hey, Nolson, there's 16 of them. I got a guy. Who does? Well, that would match up with the planner, but. Down there, uh, he's one of the guys that kind of does strip sale and he does custom work. And he had three rigs going there, two 16s and 112, and he just does a lot of custom work. He's converting one of them to a 16 row, or I think they're a 16 year old pluribus, um, just to have some flexibility. But mm. I, those guys had a bunch of units that they were put together. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Guy out of South Dakota that was. Oh, my bought this hitch for the for my air cart because the guy by Haiti, uh, I think it is, he's the one that built the strip kit for me, and so I was getting the hitch from the guy down there, and he runs two or three twenty-four row case ones, and then he runs the Lynx cart behind it. Yeah, that he does custom stuff. It's like, how fast do you go? I mean, he's just hauling the mail. Oh, I see it. It's like wow. 
And those things will put down what, a thousand, thousand pounds at five mile an hour of fertilizer. It's like, oh. Then you go and look at the Lynx units, everything's hydraulic trip. Mm -hmm. That would be nice. Especially if you got rocks. Zimmerman? Yeah. They build a strip. Mm -hmm. and they use a Lynx car. Okay. Box. 17 times. Yeah. So it's pretty cool the way they built that. I'm just imagining off. 17 ton on your contours yeah. and a wet spring. I, <laughs> I think of that in our kitty cart on the side hill. With. Yeah, the kitty cat would be going down the hill sideways backwards. Yeah. 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 Oh, man, especially if there's a little frost on the ground. Well, that's the next thing is with the contours, would it be better almost to have a, a mounted tank or would you want to pull a tank? You know, that's the next kicker. Ah, yeah. Get some of those inboard tanks. Yeah, four hundred gallons. Well, these are old. That's all we run. These are old. Is that what you do? Well, old we track cats. We got the side quest tanks. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. On the on the the big bearing that yeah. has on yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. That's a, that's his anhydrous tanks on the side. I was wondering how you put forty gallons on. I was thinking, did you pull like a quad cart or? <laughs> We used to only have six hundred gallon tanks on. Oh right? my god! Oh my gosh! Really? <laughs> So that's why I like the that air cutter I had. It was ten ton go. Yeah. On beans you could do darn near a quarter. Yeah. Strip yeah, filling for beans. Yeah, those are nice. Yeah. I, I've seen the the green versions oh. of those. They're, turn I, that uh, sucker into a sprayer, side dresser. It's yeah. a lot of volume. All we do is plant strip fill. That's mm -hmm. it. That's what that tractor that's what I keep telling him. He's got enough welding skills where if you've built that, you can get a seven by seven barn, put any row unit you want. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just like yeah. I say, half welder will travel. Yeah. Just try so, try something. You know, yeah. we're always trying something. So it's all old equipment and just keep it going. But well, the thing is, is it, it doesn't have to take money to, you know. Yeah, if you want to try and pound through 10,000 acres of corn on corn or strip once you whatever, prove something, then go. You know, yeah, then something have you know? it. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say that that isn't you know, right either. I mean, anybody that listens to this podcast could go, those idiots. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, yeah. that's what this everything is. It's like, well, it's, it's going to be started, different for everybody. I mean, for him, it's all experiments. Yeah. 10,000 people, 10,000 different sure ways. Back when there wasn't any strip till bars, they did exactly that. Just figured out, you know, this works and this doesn't work. One of the seed customers I had, which is great. I get to talk to a lot of different people, but he, he took a blue jet and basically like, he doesn't look like a blue jet anymore. Yeah. I mean, he had different row cleaners and he has five different shanks for what he wants to do with it, spraying all. He had, he had big B33s with wide knives and then oh, he had okay. these really thin ones. I mean, talk about being flexible. I mean, his bar was, for an eight-row bar, he was yeah. flexible to do anything he wanted to. And it was just a little bit of elbow grease and a welder and he, you know, yeah. well, that's over. You know, it, like you say, if the fall goes to heck and you can't get it done, you freeze, you too wet, too dry. Mm -hmm. You gotta, you know, yeah. have a figure. I guess you got a couple months during the winter to figure out what your plan Fred B is going to be. Worry about yeah, it. Yeah, fret about it, and you know, then you okay. go out. And, you know, I guess when when I didn't get mine done in the fall, I go out and in the spring, and I kind of well, what am I going to do if this doesn't work? And it's like, well, I'm going to talk to so and so, see if I can mount a coulter kit on the shank, and I go out there and in the sand, I get out. All right, well, I guess this is going to work. We're going to go, <laughs> and it, it was fine. <laughs> I spent all winter worrying about nothing. We you sold our blue jet on oh. Big Iron here, and I couldn't believe the guy that bought it. I mean, what he paid for it. I told him, I said, you can't even get trash workers anymore. They, they're made out of spring steel. Oh, yeah. And I had welded a couple, you know, put welded them and fixed a couple of them. I said, they're not eating that. 
And that thing sold for eighty five hundred dollars. It's an eight row. I mean, I wouldn't have gave. I thought if it brought three grand, maybe. Yep. But uh, you had a use for it, huh? Well, he was going to use it as is. I mean, he was going to go pull that thing in the strip though. I guess it was his first thing, you know. Sure. Give it a try. Yeah, had a shank and it had basket. Literally. A couple of years ago, after we were talking, I, I didn't know you did strip till, and then we were talking, and uh, it's like, oh, we're looking at a few, and it's like, oh, they're, you know, like an Orthman's, like, oh, maybe less than 20000 for a 12 row, that's decent. Yeah. And now, I was seriously started looking this spring, and it's like doubled in value for the same thing. Yeah. Yep. It's yep. like wildfire all of a sudden. Yeah. It's like, well, that's not an option anymore, you know? So yeah. it's like, you gotta. Yeah, it's, it, but hey, it, it, go out and have fun. I don't know. I mm -hmm. I bought a case because it was what I could, and it works. Mm -hmm. But I mean, get trash flippers on yours. A lot of them don't have them, but yours does. Yeah. You know the Sunco? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I've seen them rigged up with like getters or the floating like yeah. the lines and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 I've, yeah they, there's days I want to rip them off, cut them off, cut through them with a scrap iron, and then there's days it's like, son of a gun, that looks nice. Yeah. And I don't I don't know what's right or wrong. And it's getting to the point where it's like, uh, maybe I should revamp it. Because I wonder if I can mount like a air up and down one. I bet you could. That's what I'm trying to figure out because it, that would be nice, yeah. I think, in my... It's one of my favorite parts about that Pluribus unit is yeah. the ability to micro-adjust yeah. the air corners. I don't have that on my planner, but on a circle bar... That's nice. So I got the floating ones, but they're not air. He kind of set them on that uh, 1240 I got. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. And it works nice, but and I don't have many rocks to worry about. Mm -hmm. So by and large, you set them, and there are spots in the field. So, dang it, I want to put that a little lower. Yeah. Then you go and talk to somebody, other people that just have the precision lift. Well, you hit something, you hit a root ball, say you're no-tilling beans in the corn. Well, that does this. Yeah. You and want down rather than... Sometimes yeah. you almost want a down or, you know, something just to... You bring it up, you set it here, and then just have a little bit of pressure on top mm -hmm. just to keep it there. Yeah. You know, which I... Circle steel plates. Well, four of them on each side. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. But down as far as you want to go. But then as soon as you hit that rock, it goes, woo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what these high-speed planners. Mine's still slow and dumb, but, you know, I, I do four and a half, five mile an hour. I, I can't imagine hitting a rock at 10. So if you guys are running roll cleaners on the strip till, are you running them on your planter? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Just for what happens over winter? Blowing around or just a little extra insurance? I, since uh, I do no-till on the beans, I have them on there anyways. So okay. I don't have complicated. They're just pin address. They're okay. dollins with, uh, they're the scissor wheels. Yep. So okay. I really like what the strip-till scissors did. So I was like, yeah, maybe I can just get the regular pin adjust ones. I had I had the Kinsey, like, you know, the ones that they showed with yeah. the floating. Hey, just that was a lot. I mean, it was a lot of weights, and I was like, you know, I think I want simpler. I wanted something that was a little tidier, and I know that's not the thing, but for strip till, I don't need to get a lot of residue moved. It just needs okay. to kind of maybe get the occasional clump or break a crust or something like that. So sure, um, I I don't get real concerned about row cleaners. I mean, you can spend a lot of money on row cleaners. You yeah. can spend almost all on row cleaners. Yep. Well, that with mine with the closing wheels because they, they originally come whatever concave like this i flipped them around because mm -hmm. neighbor had it that way and i actually looked and was like okay i kind of like what it does so it's hitting the back of the blade mm -hmm. and every once in a while i'll get a root ball just on the edge and i don't want that to 
hit my gauge wheel, so I just have a roll cleaner. Yeah. Or well, I have them on. I bought the planter with them on there anyway. Just to, mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, is sometimes it's there's in the spring, you don't. How should I say it? That dirt is almost too fluffy when you do it in the spring, mm-hmm. and that and it dries out, especially in the sand. Then you get that whipper out there to push everything away, so it's, yep. it's it's flat. It's you got even more moisture profile mm-hmm. going down through it. It gets it just seems to work. You can't go too deep, otherwise you ball everything up with mud. But yeah. you know you kind of got to find that fine line and and go. But. Ours is a little body when we strip till. I mean, we we're usually so dry or whatever, or it can be a little frost in the very top. Sure. Those chunks just don't dissolve. And so spring. we're always we're always kicking a little bit. Sure, just, just to clean it up. Just to smooth it up a bit. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Otherwise, don't really need it because of residue. It's just to do a little tillage yeah. in a way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Believe it or not, you can strip till in the snow too. By the way, you can. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> not with liquid, you can. <laughs> we're dry. We're dry. dry. There you go. Yeah. We're dry. That is a bonus. It's a bonus. If you do it with liquid, then you figure out how to replace those diaphragms in a diaphragm pump because <laughs> it got too cold. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's right that thirty <laughs> couple inches of frost is okay. Big thanks to Nate, Pat, and Kendall for answering Michaela's calls ahead of the National Strip Tillage Conference, and also to Luke for being so willing to ask questions. We're eager to hear if Luke ripped off the Band-Aid and convinced his dad and brothers to try strip till. We'll have to check back in with him uh, for a later podcast episode. Also, thanks to our sponsor, Montag Manufacturing, for helping to make this strip till podcast series possible. From all of us here at Strip Till Farmer, thanks for listening. I'm Noah Newman. Have a great day.